From the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 91. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mystic Show. I'm happy you can join me. My name is Chris Curran, and uh, this is the show where we talk about spirituality and mindfulness and a lot of things unseen and otherworldly. And really, um, this is a conversation I love to have because it's arguably the most important conversation you can have in your whole life. Because the unseen and otherworldly things are, are, are the most valuable things. They really are, if you think about it. Reminds, reminds me of that Pearl Jam song where Eddie Vedder says, I can't buy what I want because it's free. <laughs> right? Uh, anyway, the <laughs> air and water, right? Anyway, they're the most important and they're free, pretty much. So we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on the Fractal Stream, and we archive every show as a podcast in three different places, on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website, themysticshow.net. Themysticshow.net. You'll find all our links to our social media, a link to the Fractal Stream, and also, like I said, all of our past episodes. So you can, it's pretty cool. You can kind of browse and and uh, look at the keywords and the tags and search for words, and it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. Check it out. And uh, as always, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pause Your Life. Um, they do meetups and retreats for those people who just need to hit the pause button on their life, just need to stop the craziness for a little while, right? So much of our lives is... Uh, Relentless. I really like that word, relentless. That's how life is. It just doesn't stop. And until we make a personal effort to stop, it's never going to stop. And we know how valuable it is to balance your life with these periods of, of relaxation and inactivity and no cell phone and no internet, right? So these are incredibly important. So thank you for Pause Your Life. Their website is pauseyourlife.org. And um, so we are happy, and I am happy, to welcome our special guest to the studio. She made it all the way through the rain, the snow, the sleet, the mountains, over the hills and through the woods. Um, I'd like to... Introduce Joni Isinger, and yes, Joni, uh, you were on, um, I think it was episode 79, a uh, previous episode. You're a healer, a channel, and the author of a book called David's Guidance, A Book of Light. 
And uh, your website is joniswhitelighthealing.com. And th- just for all you listeners, that link will be on the show post, and you can find it on themysticshow.net anytime you want. So, so Joni Isinger, welcome to The Mystic Show. Thanks so much, Chris. It's uh, great to be here. It's, it's been an adventure of a morning. <laughs> right, yeah, you... You love the back roads in New Jersey, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when there's snow and sleet at the end of March and I'm going to a place I haven't been, it's quite an adventure. With no GPS, you're sitting, you, you really followed printouts off the web. Yeah. For directions. I map quested this and I went back roads and I found you and uh, it's it's a miracle. I, I'm very glad to be here. <laughs> glad to be sitting here yeah. in the studio right now. <laughs> so let's talk about, I mean, one of the topics we wanted to talk about was basically um, th- this whole concept of bad. Like, okay, because you're, you're a healer and a channel and um, you help people get over things using basically spiritual healing, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I, I come along, I'm on their path, they're on mine, we find each other. A lot of people talk about the pain they're in. They have a lot of stories. Everyone's got a story. And people say, I'm, I'm stuck. I feel like I can't go on. A lot of people don't want to go on anymore. People have illnesses, um, difficulties in relationships, et cetera, et cetera. And they're wounded to the point where they, they don't believe that there's any any larger power, any any spiritual force that's that's holding on to them, that's that's carrying them. So I come along and, and I say, Hey, I think there's more to this. Let's let's go deeper. It might not be so bad. So <laughs> that 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 the B word uh, bad, bad. Okay. It's this is the three letter word, not the four letter word. <laughs> and it's not the Michael Jackson song either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't start dancing after they tell me their story, and uh, and and then and then we chat about larger reasons for things, bigger reasons why why things are set up here, as I call it, in Earth School for people to have opportunities to grow. Right. Yeah. So so bad is is. Part of the topic we wanted to talk about, because you know, life is painful. Life, there is suffering in our lives, and I guess that's all part of the Earth School, as you call it. Um, but finding meaning in that is is well, I guess it's not so easy. But that's that's what that's that's our opportunity here, isn't it? That's why we're here. That's why we're here. I love talking about pre-birth planning. A lot of people don't know about it. Um, people do. I, I think many people who are on a spiritual journey believe in uh, reincarnation and coming from one life to another, but there's that in-between phase which isn't spoken about so much, and I love talking about it. It's where we get together as uh, soul group members and we take turns playing parts so we have the opportunity to learn more and grow and expand our souls um, through pain and through what is seemingly bad. So we get the rubber stamp from the archangels, ascended masters, guides, loved ones, and ultimately the Godhead before we come down into an incarnation. And the the, the rubber stamp is um, where there is an incarnation set up, where there is some type of trauma that we've chosen to experience. Most souls come down into a lifetime choosing to experience pain. Every now and then, some decide it's going to be a vacay, um, or they're here to have with such a, being with such a high vibration that they their mere existence is is healing for the planet. Mm. 
So before someone is like spiritually realized, like before someone is kind of understanding that this is earth school and there's lessons to be learned, you know, I guess a lot of people live their everyday life and there's a lot of experiences they have that are like, oh, you know, you know, oh, this is so bad. This is horrible. I hate that. And right. They get a little, all this angst and stress bottled up. Um, I mean, I guess that's, is that the first step towards growth? I mean, do you have to go through that that mm, that pain and suffering. I think so. I think everyone ultimately feels that. I think everyone, at least the ones that come to me, but they don't have to come to me. They can have spiritual awakenings in the middle of a forest or a meadow or, or on the sand at the beach when they realize that the pain is so great and that maybe there's another way out, that maybe there's a reason for why they're suffering. That's when they begin healing. Right. Yeah. And and it's I know it's more than just like positive thinking like oh every situation is good <laughs> right right you know I'll look at the silver lining in the cloud or that, whatever or I'll go shopping <laughs> oh really yeah. oh you haven't thought of that one yet well I'm not a shopper that's why yeah I'm not that's a shopper. why it may be a girl thing um, yeah a lot I'll of, go to Starbucks though there you go there you go I know. people can sit for hours and get lost there and. And uh, become inebriated on on Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about avoiding pain and suffering. Why it, should it be? Should we try and avoid it? Or I know that's a kind of a weird question. Well, it's interesting because if if we pull out of that and we look at that, there are people that actually choose incarnations where they do avoidance, where they need to pull away and go through, let's say, addictions or dysfunctional relationships or staying in, let's say, um, an unhealthy work situation for quote unquote too long where there's nothing that's ever too long because it's all perfect in order for them to expand their soul and go really deep into the pain to then realize this is not what they need. This is not that it's self-diminishing, that it's not part of um, what is for their higher good. So in terms of um, does one need to go deep into that? Every soul is different. Some people, they just need a taste of crummy and they're gone. Other people, they need to be down. They need to be in that crack house. They need to be sleeping in that car. They need to be with like 12 different relationships that are abusive in order for them to then get it. Mm. I actually lived in a basement with no heat for a period of time. And that's... What was that like for you? Oh, well, that was my that was the time when I turned around and said, what the heck is going on right. here? <laughs> so that was your down. And then you are now, I think, not living in that basement. Anymore. No, I'm not living in a basement anymore. But but, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking of my ultimate spiritual question. And uh, Joni, I hope you can answer it. OK, so we say that we plan our lives, pre-plan our lives before birth, right? That's what you're there's saying. There's a lot of pre-planning, but there's also free will. Okay, so there's free will. Yet, this is my question. So, here we are, you're living life, and you're going through something painful. How do I know if I should withstand the pain and learn some lesson or make a change? Like, let, let, let's say it's someone's uh, job. Let's say their job is really not good, and they hate it, Okay. So, on one hand, they could say, well, my soul wanted this, I have to go through this. On the other hand, they could say, hey, I have free will, I'm going to get another job. What do you do at times like that? I wish I had 
a definitive answer. Of course, it's <laughs> you, spirituality. You can, There's no definitive answer. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I would say each person is different in that they need to follow their guidance. So a person would go inside. Um, preferably, they'd get peaceful and quiet. And then they would meditate on it. Some people, some people need to ask friends. Some people it works that way, that they have difficulty if they can't go inside, if they don't know what messages their higher self is giving them or their guides. And that, let's say, the friends have um, a better idea of what's going on. And as I love that expression, I can see your ears, but you can't. So these friends can, can possibly see what they're unable to see. And then each person, at whatever stage they are in their healing during that pain process, they come to the conclusion whether it's time to move on or whether they need to continue in it. I have one friend recently, and she's really um, in a very um, financially difficult situation, possibly on the verge of homelessness, unemployment, losing health insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And I asked her, hey, do you, do you want some of um, my light worker friends to go in and see what's up? And she said, you know, I need to feel this. I haven't been feeling the pain. And and I, I, I thank you for your offer, but I have to feel this now. And I found that profound, and I found it um, poignant and paradoxical that here she is at a very low place on the verge of everything falling apart. And she knew her guidance uh, told her to stay in that space and that that is probably where she would have her Satori or her aha moment. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I almost was thinking that after I asked the question, I was like, well, everything that happens in our lives is perfect and it helps us on our journey. So whether you stay in the job or leave the job, we're we're still going to end up eventually getting to our spiritual goal and everything's going to be fine, right? That's right. It's, it's all perfect. So um, I know it, it might sound mind-boggling to someone, but... Uh, Someone losing a limb on a battlefield or um, someone losing their engagement ring after they just received it. It's all perfect and that everything is perfect. Everything in the universe is perfection as um, spirit is infinite intelligence and perfection. So everything reflects that of perfection. So when we see that the lost engagement ring or the lost limb is in fact um, um, spirit reflecting upon itself in, in its own curious way, then we can pull back and then we can find ways of learning and sitting and embracing everything, whether it's corruption or romance. Mm. It's all perfect. And your your that answer and your answer to the last question was interesting too because you keep, kept saying reflecting and going inside and in a way hello that's what spirituality is that's why we're here that's, <laughs> that's what it is that's what that's what pain pain serves so taking the Tylenol the Aleve that does not serve on a higher level it serves on a three D immediate on point level it's right there for us if something is too difficult to handle but if we do have the choice whether to take a painkiller or sit with pain spirit would encourage us to sit with the pain to reflect to go inside and see what the pain is telling us 
That's so funny. That's what my spiritual guide said uh, 60 years ago. He said basically when he starts to get sick or feel so, feel bad, he doesn't take anything. He'll let it – basically he'll let the pain come to its peak, come to its – the that peak of pain. right. So he feels it and then gets the the message or whatever. And then maybe – then if he needs – if he does need some medicine or something, then he'll take it. But – that was like my uh, learning natural childbirth methods. And I, I knew that at some point I would have to take an epidural. I just knew. But I went for 13 hours before getting one with that whole moaning thing, the, the sound that you make before you get an epidural. Um, and I just knew. So I, I was and I, I, I was at a very powerful place during that pain before I got that injection. Mm. Yeah. So folks that come to you for help or to talk to you or to, for healings and stuff, do they, I guess they don't always realize this. I mean, do you, are, some people must be in a bad space, meaning that they're, they're feeling the pain, they don't see the point of it all and all this stuff. Or, or do people who come to you, they kind of sort of get it already kind of thing? There's a continuum. Most people, well, I can't say most, maybe half of the people know that there's a reason why they're going through something they just don't know why. So they come to me and they say, hey, something's going on. I know that there's a reason why. Can you please tell me? Now, mind you, I'm clarifying. I don't tell them why. I'm a channel. So I get the information from the masters, etc. I was a therapist, so I, I do interpretation of, of the messages I get. And Joni does have life experience, so I, I do have something to say as well. But the point is, is that... The, the clarification that they get gets them more on track and it deepens their experience. So when they leave, they understand why they're stuck. They understand why they continue to be ill, physically ill or emotionally ill, etc. Um, there are people that completely get it that come in and, and they talk in this way that we're talking in the studio <laughs> and they they say hey i've been journeying i've gone inside i channel my spirit guides say this i went to that healer in sedona but there's something missing can you just go in and can you can you check this out for me and then again i come in there's clarification and then they leave with more mm. great i just want to remind everyone you're listening to the mystic show and I'm Chris Curran, and uh, my guest today is Joni Isinger. She's a healer and a channel and the author of David's Guidance, A Book of Light. And her website is joniswhitelighthealing.com. That link will be on the show post. Um, I wanted to ask you about your book. Oh. That's exciting. I have not read your book yet. It's okay. Um, um, my book is an interesting story. I, I started doing automatic writing in January of 2010. And my guide at the time, he called himself David, and I started putting out pieces. I, they were channeled pieces, and they sound very much like a counselor because I was a therapist. So I started doing this weekly, and I put together 50 pieces. I had a reading done three-quarters of a year before I got this notion to publish it. And the reading was, don't pass up any book signings. So I thought that was just off because I had never planned to be an author whatsoever. Mm. And then three quarters of a year later, within a two week period, everyone kept saying, you got to get all this together, and write a book. And then people came on my path and I got this book together. And during that time, I learned that my guy David was in fact, Yeshua or Jesus. And that 
was very mind-blowing to me because I'm Jewish by birth and I did not believe that Jesus, Yeshua, did a thing. I thought it was a cult following and everyone drank the Kool-Aid. And so when he came in and said he was who he was, I was um, very moved because I had been working with him. He came through my healings and I was channeling him during sessions. And then I had the book published October of 2012. And it's a book that is very niche. It's, um, I call it out there. I say it's not for everyone. I say, if the word is high consciousness, I don't even know how to label it. It's a very abstract metaphor is used. The aspect of Yeshua that comes through me loves language and loves to play with our, our, our minds so we don't get spoon-fed with concrete information. It's not an easy read, but there are many people that come to me and they say, I got it. I get it. It Once you hook into the way that he speaks, you understand what he's saying. And Yeshua brings in Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, and then Ascended Masters and Archangels and Star Beings and others, other consciousnesses. And in the by the end of the book, it's just one big uh, happy family giving information about karma and ego and uh, reasons why we're here and love and ascension. Mm, that's great. October 2012, you, you you released it just before the end of the world. That's, That's good. That's right. Before I thought I was going to be taken away on a ship and it didn't happen. Right. So you, now I'm on the radio and I'm in, I'm, that, that is my ship. You probably had, I like, visualize yourself with a few books under your arm walking onto the spaceship. <laughs> that and a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> oh, yes. that's so funny. Yes. So uh, again, the link to your website will be on the, on the site. Um, I wanted to ask you about you know, we're talking about the meaning of life and the earth school, as you call it, and, and pain, how pain kind of move, move, like diverts our focus inside to what's real, to what we're supposed to be learning and everything. Um, can that kind of thing, can someone be like nudged along that path or do they literally just have to progress on their own? You mean in terms of experiencing pain in order to grow? Or like, like if you if you or I give a lecture on spirituality, I mean, does that actually help someone, or does it help push them along, or is it just information and then they have to push themselves along? On a more concrete level, it matters on the person as to whether they're open to listening and where they are on their journey. On a higher level, it affects everyone because the person's higher self, their spirit is soaking everything up so they're they're experiencing a higher vibration talk um, or a book or music or tuning forks or uh, going to Mount Shasta some people might take a trip to Mount Shasta and they don't even know what spirituality is but they were affected by being there so every everything is a win-win in that way so when people say to me you know I had this information and I told my daughter but I don't know whether she heard me. I just don't know whether I got through. I don't think that she gets it. I say to them, oh, no, no, no. It went in. Her consciousness now grabbed what you said and that at some point that might trickle down into their 3D self and then they might do something with that. And even if they don't, it doesn't matter because it was a gift you gave them. Right. I love how you call it 3D. I usually call it the material world and the spiritual oh. world, but 3D is... If you say the material world, I'll start singing Madonna. Oh, no. Or is that, I think that's when I, in the material world, or is that Cindy Lauper? I don't know who that is. Material No, it's world. Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, there we go. Or I'm a material girl. Oh, that... 
<laughs> that's, but maybe she says material world in the song. Yes. So that's why I, I don't say that because I'll start singing and then I won't be on a show or doing healings. I and will I hope, be in a dance hall. And I hope no one take sound takes the sound clip of me saying that I'm a material girl. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Blackmail. Very good. Okay. So uh, this is this is great. Um, okay. So the meaning of life. Um, let, let me ask you this because this is this always come in, in my opinion true spirituality in some way has to address or encompass death the death of our body so that that moment that transition um is that like when is that like graduation or is it or is it an opportunity i mean the i think the tibetan book of the dead says at that moment that's your opportunity like all the meditation you've done and spiritual practice you've done throughout your life is all leading up to that moment when either you can be connected with god or whatever universe or you're distracted by um, you, you want another Starbucks or something, and you know you get pulled back or something. So, that do you have anything to say about that moment? Um, well, souls know about death. They've been doing it over and over again, and that in that moment of of dying, the soul remembers its life plan it remembers why it came here and it remembers all experiences it's ever had anywhere through its existence and that moment from what i have learned i haven't had a near-death experience but from what i've read and from what i intuit is that it is something that our souls crave for i learned that there are souls that come into lives just for them to die just for them to have the death experience because it's so rapturous that there is no there is no there are no words to describe it and why would that be so wonderful because when we're on the other side um, we know that we're connected with all and then when we squeeze into a body and come down to earth, we feel disconnected from source. So in that death moment, we never, our soul never dies, I need to add that. But in that death moment, we remember again that we are connected to all. And that fills our souls with such joy and rapture that we, we crave this. Mm -hmm. I thought of that recently because there was that mudslide in Washington State. And there was like a little baby, probably mm -hmm. six months old. And I was thinking... I mean, the baby consciously, well, wasn't uh, wasn't accustomed with a bunch of three uh, three D habits or material world habits and stuff. So maybe is that is that something? Maybe that the soul of that baby chose that. I'm gonna channel the baby. Really? So let's see, because they know who you're talking about. So they, the other side, knows which soul you are in fact referring to. So I'm just the vessel sharing information. So I'll go in. It had an idea that there was going to be an event that would take place early in its existence, and it, it chose to go down this path, and there's metaphor because sliding, going into this, this abyss. Um, it needed silence. Um, it had been, there had been cacophony in, in its existence, so there was a stillness that it actually experienced as it was going through this moment um, to be picked up, um, to be rescued. Um, 
I don't know if it necessarily wanted to be. I'm kind of getting a question mark on that, that it, it might have wanted to pass, but it needed to have this event take place in order for it to slide, to slip, to shift into something that it had not had before to try and still its mind. It had too much going on inside. So that's the real, that's the, the, the deep part of that experience um, for this soul. But back to more of what you're talking about, um, there are souls that choose to have experiences in utero. There are, and then ones as young as six months or earlier, I worked on a, a baby remotely who was in the NICU. It was just a few days old, and it it wanted to have that experience, and it needed healing, and it wanted to have the extra attention by all of the, the nurses and doctors and family members for its own healing. So I'm not sure if that answers your question. Well, a little bit. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, there's no way we can... First of all, know everything, but no. then put it into words on this on the Mystic Show. So, right? Yeah, yeah, no. So that's very interesting. So Joni, um, we're pretty much out of time, and I want to thank you so much for coming onto the Mystic Show. I'm so happy to be here. Right? I love talking about this with you on a Monday morning. <laughs> so refreshing. Right? So what a way to start the week. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this has been great. And like I told you, uh, the listeners, um, all Joni's information will be on the show post. Um, and I'll just remind you, she's a healer and a channel and author of the book, David's Guidance, A Book of Light. And her website is joniswhitelighthealing.com. Um, I think we have... Uh, 89 more topics to talk about, yeah. you and I? <laughs> I think we could cover a lot. It's like Baskin-Robbins, but with more flavors. <laughs> yeah. Right? We made some notes about what we can talk, and it's oh, like, yeah. we're, we didn't even, well, we, we, but it was good today. We talked about pain and suffering and the meaning of life. And it's all good. And, and then when, when people realize that it's all good and that it's worth it, that every bit's worth it, then they, they uh, you don't need to go home I'll say that. You don't need to go home. You don't need to pass. You don't need to have the death experience to bring heaven to earth and feel the rapture here. And then when you get it and you 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 feel that everything has the opportunity for for you to grow, that every, that there's meaning in everything, that you don't a lot of the people who don't want to be here, they say, "Hey, you know, it's not so bad or I'm really I'm living at, or I love it here. And that's that's the best because the other side wants us to be successful and they want us to feel the joy here. Mm, well said. Thank you so much, Joni. And I thank you for listening to The Mystic Show. Um, we'll be back next time. And uh, as you move through your day, I just want to tell you, maybe smile a little bit. Maybe think about some of these topics we discussed and uh, maybe reflect on it. Right? I think that's uh, the contemplation is is huge so so thanks again and as always keep shining <laughs>